Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we have the beautiful Perry Jones Grossman, who is a Forbes Council Certified Transformational Life Coach and Reinvention Strategist. Isn't that the coolest that you've ever heard? (laughs) She is TEDx speaker, influencer, and best-selling author. Perry's mission is to share her message and personal story that is never too late to heal and transform your life into a powerful and empowered one. She's a contributing writer for Forbes, Thrive Global, Medium, Authority Magazine, and the Pro-Age Woman e-Magazine. She helps women find their inner strength, wisdom, and self-worth and embrace their second chapter's in their midlife years. Oh, I absolutely love that. Thank you so much. I feel so empowered reading those words because, you know, going through midlife, yes, I'm old. (laughs) And I think about like, I'm 55 years old. And I always thought when my mom was 55, I used to think she's so ancient. You know, she wore the old lady pants. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. And about 10 years ago, they started saying like, you know, well, 40 is the new 30 and 30 is the new 20. And I'm like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Something happens when we hit midlife. It's almost like you hit 40 and you have this desert moment of, oh, something needs to change. And all of a sudden things like finances and, and your health and your relationships like are magnified in your face. And you're like, you know, life is too short. I need to change this. So thank you again for being here and sharing this time and, and your energy with us. When you were thinking about like your, your midlife journey and you're going through this process, how did like finances come into play with you saying, I need to make some changes, especially <laughs> with all of the kudos behind your name. Like you've done so many beautiful things. Mm. Thank you, Lisa. You know, it just seems like we're always constantly learning. And, you know, you said something interesting. So the first phase of our life, you know, we're usually we're dating, we're trying to find our career, trying to find our purpose. Then we have kids and then the kids leave. Sometimes a divorce happens. And then you're right between 40 and 45, we all of a sudden, you know, everybody's gone and we look in our in the mirror and we go, now what? And it's really what I think the first time that women sit there and think, wow, okay, who am I? Who am I now? And who do I want to become? And what are some of the obstacles that I want to overcome to become that person I want to become? And, you know, talk about money, which was, I got to tell you, probably five years ago, I did not want to talk about money. I was raised, I'm in my 60s. 
So I was raised at a time where it was a real patriarchal view. You know, young girls were not raised to be ambitious about money and talk about wealth. I mean, that was for the boys. We talked about, especially in South Texas, where I grew up, it was more about how we as women could be caretakers. And if we were really good at our job, then we would have a man that would take care of us, which meant financially. Right. So there was a trade off caretaking, financial. And so I found myself in this particular last decade that I thought, I, you know, I worked in my 30s and 40s. I was in Los Angeles. I worked in the television business. And so I made, you know, quite a bit of money. But later on in life, I remarried, had my children later in life. And my husband at the time said, you know what? I don't want you to work anymore. I'd like for you to stay home, raise the babies. And I thought, yeah, I don't have to work. (laughs) But I lost my financial independence. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it at the time until divorce happened. Mm. And then I was thinking, I'm in my 50s. How do I reinvent a financial stream, right? And you can have, you know, where you have children, you know, they pay for alimony, they do different things. But I noticed I didn't like that because I lost my self-esteem around money. And it started going back to that patriarchal type of view. And I thought, how can I change that? And how can I change my value in looking at money instead of it being something that was a necessary evil? And I was trying to get more, you know, from the father and from my ex. I thought, that's not the way I want to be either. So I realized when I changed that mindset to a more powerful one, instead of making it a patriarchal value, how could I do it in a feminine way, which was more nurturing, which was more, it was also about boundaries. It was about creating. In my reinvention type of coaching, I realized, and this is a fact, this is some new data, the women between the ages of 50 and 60, it's your most creative time. So you go through it 20 to 30, and then again, between 50 and 60. And I thought, well, I'm going to use that and figure out how I can be creative in in reinventing a new way of bringing in money. So that was what I needed to start with. It was with the mindset, you know, getting into it and saying, okay, my life is not over just because I'm in my fifties or in my sixties, I still can make money. And I had to stop being afraid of it or feeling like I was less than just because I was older. And that's kind of how it started. I love that. You know, and coming to that realization, a lot of women get divorced, especially after being married for a long time. And all of a sudden they didn't pay attention to their finances or, you know, you know, they got their allowance, whatever happened in their, in that union. And now they're by themselves and they're like, what do I do? Like, I haven't worked in several decades, you know, and no one recognizes that stay at home. Mom is more work (laughs) going out to work. I mean, it's crazy. No recognition there. Right. So when you were in that position of I have to go out and do this. And I liked how you said it was the mindset piece of it because you get to choose how you want to multiply that money. And like you said, it doesn't matter how old you are. You just had this intention. And yeah. you you had alluded to the fact that you didn't really like the alimony, the settlement. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I'm just curious, like what were your thoughts around that pro- that 
receiving that or rejecting that? Well, I'll tell you, I felt like that was, you know, my comfort zone. And that was my only way of earning money. My only money that I had in the pot was the alimony and feeling like that was it. And so I started to resent it and I started to feel less than. I thought, wow, is my value with money only based on my past relationship and marriage from my divorce? That sucked. You know, here I was before I was earning money before the kids. And now after the kids, it was a different lifestyle. And I thought, do I just settle with that? Or can I get into a different mindset that I have the power and the ability to create more wealth? And the only way that I could do this is by talking about it. Because a lot of times we're afraid to talk about it or we don't want to know. And less we know and let somebody else take care of it. Let the financial planner take care of it. Let my accountant take care of it. You know, let my partner take care of it. And so I realized also when women we're looking for a new partner. That's why money became important. And that's why they said, you know what? I want to fall in love with a man that has money because she didn't want to take responsibility for it. And I know I'm talking about the pink elephant in the room, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And so, especially at a certain age. So we would look for the man to again, take care of us financially. And again, we're put in that position of just, it, it wasn't powerful and it wasn't nurturing to us. So I thought, well, how can I make money my superpower? And being money in a superpower way, in a feminine way, in a nurturing way, was more about myself. How could I make myself first with earning money? And so I started reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. I was going to and creating, talking to people, going to mentors, going to financial people like yourself and saying, how can I manage the money I have? Instead of staying in that comfort box or that this was it, how could I bring in more money or make the money last? And so I started going to meetings and learning about investing. And I started going to, it was like an investment circle of other women who were asking questions too. So instead of a book club, we were having a money investment club and it. asking each other, you know, how do you deal with the 401k? How do you clean up your credit report? How do you know, is that important? Mm-hmm. Instead of looking for outside help in a man, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring it in back to me where I took responsibility for my own financial success. And also when I got into coaching, I did that a little bit later as I went back to school, you know, going through my life purpose in fifties, I started thinking about the responsibility and I started thinking about other ways and other careers. And so I started my coaching business. Well, because I still hadn't cleaned up that mindset. I was coaching for free. Oh, coaching for free. And I thought, because I loved it and I love to help people. And it goes back to that nurturing thing, you know, helping others. And I hired a business coach and she laughed and she said, Gary, you've have, you've got a master's in psychology. Why are you not, you know, charging people? And I thought, I don't know. Well, the answer is because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I was good enough yet to charge people to give them, you know, the advice or tools and strategies, which was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So she helped me change my mindset within a couple of months. I started charging people and then I started charging a little, you know, not enough. And then I gradually started charging more as I believed in my own self-worth. So some of those steps, they really go into, you need to sit down and figure out what is your value to money? What is your relationship to money? Are you afraid of it? Are you friends with it? Do you talk about it? Some women I know who are married to men who the, you know, the husband takes care of all of the finances. I'll talk to women still today and they'll say, I don't know what we have. 
I don't know, you know, how the bills are paid. I don't know. And that's where you put your head in the ground and that is not from a powerful position. So I always tell people, if you don't know what you have in your partnership or in your marriage, you need to sit down with your partner and have that discussion Mm -hmm. and talk about it because that's taking responsibility. And that's something that's really, really important. Also asking other women, because you can learn from other women and how, what they've learned, you know, read books. I mean, I love your podcast and I love, I've signed up for your email and I love how you send out all kinds of ways. Like today, I think I got one about how to clean up your credit score. I loved that. You know, and the steps to it, when you decide that you're going to make money your friend mm-hmm. and you're going to make it a part of you that's healthy and you're not afraid of it, then you'll start learning things and your values will change. But that's an important piece. Yeah, it's so important. And even for women who stay in their marriages that don't know about their finances, it's so important to get involved and to know. And I know there's so many different dynamics with partners. You know, some keep their money separate, you know, both both will work. Maybe they'll get an allowance, you know, they'll each get an allowance for their fun money or what have you, but they yeah. still don't. And when I was working at social security, so many women would come in as widows and they didn't even know how to balance a checkbook. And it's like, Oh honey, let me show you how to balance your checkbook, but not yeah. knowing because, you know, sometimes you can end up in this place of despair because all of a sudden you have to become financial literate. And then it's really scary to go out and, and ask help. And I always like to say friends are okay to ask help from, but it's always good to go to the expert, right? To go to the person right. who knows about money, who's going to be able to guide you and direct you and always be in tune to like, is this a good fit for me? And knowing yes. knowing the numbers. And I, I like how you had mentioned the mindset piece about it, because when we can really connect with money and, and partner with money, we can change our mindsets so that we can multiply money in a way that's comfortable for us. You know, there's three different types of investors and not everyone wants to be aggressive and not everybody wants to be conservative. And when we think about how to wisely invest our money and make the decisions, it's, I love how you went to this circle and you all talked about it and said, yeah, like let's, what is this 401k and what, what are yeah. my and and there's so many different ways to maximize those investments. And there's so many people who will say, oh no, well invest in this and invest in that. And they can really mislead you and misguide you. And that gets to be really frustrating for me when I hear people getting taken advantage of, because it's like, no, this person really like, I am not a tech genius, but I am a financial genius. And so like, you ask me about tech and I'm going to be like, "Um, I don't have that gift, but you ask me about finances and I can just shoot off the top of my head. And understanding that not everyone has this literacy especially if, like you said, I mean, we grew up in the era that you talking about money was taboo, right? You know, we had no idea. Like when my parents passed away, I had no idea what their finances were. And I'm here. I am the executrix of my mother's estate. And I'm like, what did she do? And I'm like trying to go through all of this paperwork. And I'm like, it would have been so nice for her just to have it all laid out for me on paper. Cause you know, on her deathbed, she's telling me, oh, I have this for the funeral. And I have this and you have to pay this, this, and this. And I'm like, that's not the time to talk about this mom. <laughs> I know. Remember, I know. You yes. know? Right. So having, it's, yeah, yeah. It's true though. That's in a very important point. Definitely. Mm-hmm. To have yeah, those conversations with your parents. Yeah. Having that conversation. And even as, you know, even at any stage of your life, having that conversation with anybody, like my brother passed away last August 
Hmm. Nothing. No, no, he was a single guy, no assets, no nothing. It's like, okay, so the family was responsible for burying him. But really knowing, like letting your family know, like if something happens to me, like this is what we need to do. And, you know, this is how many income streams I have coming in. This is what's going out. Even if you don't want to share it with them right now and have that conversation because it's so like I almost see it like with there's a, a seal wall or a book cover over it. It's like, no, I'm not telling you this. Upon my death, open this. Yes. So, Thinking about this this midlife thing, this midlife situation that you're in, you have to create this money and you decided to become a coach, but you have a degree in psychology. Yes. You totally disregarded it because you didn't feel worthy. And I know a lot of myself included, a lot of our audience is saying, I don't feel worthy. I know a lot of my clients won't charge because they'll take love offerings, right? They'll set really low prices because they just want to give. How did you work through that piece of saying like, I am worthy. I'm going to charge X amount of dollars because one, I'm deserving and one, I'm, I'm have the expertise. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest obstacles for women with that self-worthiness piece, it's called imposter woman syndrome. And the imposter woman syndrome just means, you know, I feel like a fraud. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I have enough credentials. And we go to that place much more than men. You know, if you're working in a job position and let's say that there's another position that opens up and And a man will raise his hand first and say, yes, I can do it. Absolutely. He doesn't think two seconds about whether he's worthy or has the traits and and the talent to do it. Women, on the other hand, will sit back and go, oh, I don't know if I really have the traits. I might need to study a little bit more, or maybe I need to go check with somebody and make sure I have that credibility. But that's the difference. So we need to up our game. We need to look at why are we buying into that imposter woman syndrome. And there's three steps I'm going to share with uh, women to do when you're, if you're in that mindset and how to get over it. Mm -hmm. One is to write down all of your, what's your genius? You know, what is it that makes you really special? What are those traits? What are those things, those areas? Because if maybe you need some extra money and you haven't gotten to another job or you haven't created something new for yourself, that's where you start with everything is go right in front of your nose. What is it that you're really good at? And make that list and don't shortchange yourself and put like three or four things. Make Fill up the page, okay? Because that's another one that we kind of shortchange ourselves with. The second thing is to look at your life achievements. What have you done in your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, put down everything, everything that you achieved in your life, you know, raising kids and think about, you know, the various phases. And then thirdly, talk about everything that you overcame. What are some of the obstacles? What are those life challenges that you overcame and and list them? Don't just put the big ones, really put the little ones in there too. Maybe you had to learn a new trait. Maybe you, you know, raised three kids who are amazing. Maybe you had to work three jobs to put a child through college. List everything. And then when you've put all that together, you reread it daily. Because it basically helps the neuropathways in our brain. Remember, this helps you remember who you are. Remember what you overcame. Remember all of the things that you learned to become. Remember I said in the beginning, who am I now, but who do I want to become? What's that gap? Mm -hmm. That gap will be filled in when you list those accomplishments and the things that you overcame. Because then it builds up your self-esteem. Because then you're like, oh, wow. 
I, I did that, you know. And then the second part is to announce it, claim it. So many people don't go for their dreams because they're afraid. Oh my gosh, I, 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 you know, who am I to think that I could do that? Those are those mental gremlins that need to be quieted down mm-hmm. and get those inner critic voices down. And remember again, look at that list. What did you overcome? You can go that extra mile and you can't shortchange yourself. And you do have to speak up to others and let people know, hey, I can do that. I can do it. And sometimes we have to act as if. I'll give you an example. My my ex-husband and I brought in the Special Olympics World Winter Games into Idaho in 2009. Now, have I ever led, you know, world games before? 3,000 athletes. We had to raise $25 million. No, never. I, I didn't have that guide. But what I did have, I had that calling because his sister was an athlete, special Olympic athlete. And I saw how powerful that she was and, and who she was. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, that was something I wanted to show people that people with intellectual disabilities, that they're such special human beings mm-hmm. and bringing that to the state and bringing that economics into the state. So I followed my passion and I didn't even think about how I was going to do it. I just followed my why, followed the why. We've all heard that. And then the how will come in later. It will be revealed to you. And it's stepping out on that faith, you know, stepping out on that ledge that whatever it is inside of you that you want to accomplish or reinvent, go for that. You know, have faith that the net will appear. And it will, it always will. And that's that's the whole thing when we talk about, you know, reinvention and being a reinvention strategist. For instance, let's talk about how we can reinvent our mindset with money. Mm-hmm. I just recently did mine, just recently, just a couple of years ago. And that was something I wanted to reinvent. I wanted to see who I was again and the power of being able to bring in money myself instead mm-hmm. of depending on somebody else. And that was something that I started focusing. And I started, like I said, changing the mindset. I started creating wealth out of nothing, Mm -hmm. just creating it because I put the energy out there. You know, where you focus is where you go. So if you keep saying, I can't make money or money's not a friend to me or money does this, blah, blah, blah. No, I wanted to focus on bringing money into me. I wanted to focus on creating some wealth. I wanted to focus a new reinvention with my relationship and value to money. So I stayed on that positive track. And even if I wavered a little bit, that's okay. I kept reevaluating and kept looking at the end result in a positive way because our brains are so powerful. They're so powerful in our thoughts You know, what we think and what we say is what we create. And so I tell women all the time, the first thing you have to do before you create anything is take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Don't let it be outside of your control. The only thing we can control is our response. It's never the issue, right? It's not the issue, but it's, it's our response to the issue. So when you claim that responsibility and then you claim what you want to create and you take that thought process and the words and the actions and you change some habits, you can create that. I Mm -hmm. promise you this, this works. I've seen it happen 
I mean, over and over. <laughs> yeah. And it does work because our thoughts are the most powerful tool that we have. Yes. And when it comes to money, we seem to cower and, you know, imagine money as a person and then money's coming knocking on your door and you're like, uh, I'm not letting you in. You know, like you ever not answer the door when you're home alone? <laughs> it's sure. almost the same response we do with money because it can be so intimidating. What's your best advice to help ladies overcome that intimidation when it comes to finances, especially when they carry debt and they want to invest in, you know, yeah. a program that's going to help them multiply their money, help them build this wealth. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, the mindset that you can do it. Mm-hmm. When you have that can-do attitude, and then you create the action plan. So the action plan may be hiring a mentor, maybe going to a financial expert and learning, you know, just being open up to new possibilities, learning some new tools, learning some new strategies, and believing that you can. And it starts with that can-do attitude. Like I said before, write down your strengths and, and look at the other areas that maybe you're afraid of and flip the list. Decide, you know what, that list that I didn't think I was so great at, I'm going to make those things really important, focus on them and change them and make those things my strengths. So flipping the things that you think you're not so great at and focusing, you can be a better champion. The other thing that I would say is that to, to don't shortchange yourself. So many times we look to other people or we think other people can have money, but I can't. Mm-hmm. And that's a complete worthiness thing. So look at what do you really believe about money? Are you friends with it? Right? Are you afraid of it? And the more we talk about it and face it, the more we'll start realizing. And and also money in itself is not powerful. It's only powerful in what it can do for us. So the value that you have with it is more about you know, coming into believing like, how am I going to feel when I, when I receive this, when I, when something is paid for and, you know, that makes it happen. Yeah. That's so important to be able to have that focus and not to be afraid. I like to say, like we start dating money, you know, and then when we gradually increase. So if you think about the first time you met a partner. I know you were timid and shy, maybe you were excited, but then as the relationship evolved, you got closer and closer and you eventually became partners. And that's exactly what we want to do with money. We want to create this partnership so that it's not intimidating. We're not afraid. We're not, you know, into this thing of wine and dine and, you know, and dash or, you know, dine and dash or ghosting or whatever it is with you and money. When we have that relationship, we can really put it into place. And as an entrepreneur, I hear this a lot. Well, I don't have predictable income. Therefore, I you know, can't really make my money and I can have all the mindset techniques I want and I could change my thoughts, but that's not going to produce more money. How right. would you respond to somebody with that mindset? You know, I always look underneath the hood, basically. It's like, you know, it goes back to what are your beliefs? Mm-hmm. What do you believe? And a lot of them are limiting beliefs. And most of them, I guarantee you, 99.9% of our beliefs and limiting beliefs are not true. You know, it's a mental gremlin that says, hey, you don't deserve it or you're not capable of doing it and blah, blah, blah. And I just, when those kind of thoughts come into, I say, you know what, that used to be true in my past, but the truth is now I'm doing something different. I'm creating something new. I'm making myself more powerful with money and I'm in partnership with money. So whenever you get a negative thought, just be aware of it. 
you know, just let it go through you. Realize it's not true. It's just a gremlin just coming in because it's reminding you of some bad experience from the past and just say, you know, thanks for sharing, but we're doing something new. And then you claim and you declare what the new action is. And that's a very powerful piece on how you can, you know, change the neural pathways in your brain and change that coherence is, oh, we're going to do something new. You're like, yes, we're going to do something new and create that. And you are a powerful creator. And that's what women have to remember. We create life. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't we create something as, you know, simple as opportunities and money in our lives? Mm -hmm. So remember who you are and remember who you want to become and keep your focus on that vision. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all that expertise with us. So tell us more about your program. What do you offer? Yeah, so I have a fabulous five-week immersive program coming up. It's online. I'm taking just 10 women, and uh, we started October 2nd through the 30th, and it's every Monday for two hours of two-hour coaching with me, but you also get a group of women that you have an accountability partner, and we do that through Facebook group and also Voxer, and so you get hours and hours of coaching and real hands-on experience, but I basically lead them through the five activator steps of reinvention. And it's like money. Let's just, you know, say, I want to create something new in my life about money. That's a perfect example of something you want to, you know, reinvent in your life. So we come up with the intention, what you want to create. We go through all of the obstacles, identify, then we obliterate them. And then we go into a full-on action plan where at the end of the five weeks, you actually have a plan in your hand and you identify some of the habits you need to change. And you've got a community of women there to support you because they're all going through the same thing. They all want to try something new in their life. So um, I'm, and as a matter of fact, I'm offering, especially with your listeners, is if they go and they, I'll give you a link that you could put in the show too, and they just click on that link. And if they put podcast in there, they'll get a 20% discount on the program. It's, you know, something that I've seen. I've helped hundreds of women. And it came from this, this book too, Conversations Perry, which is all inspirational stories of people who reinvented things in their lives. And it's basically, you want to be living a life where you're full of joy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling like you're missing something or it's blase, or you don't really care, that's the time that you'd say to yourself, I need to create something new because that's how we should be living, right? Powerfully and joyfully. Yes. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much. And uh, I would definitely put that link in the show notes. And those of you listening, be sure to go take advantage of this. It's five weeks. It'll change your life forever. So as we part, Perry, what words of wisdom? You've shared so much already. Do you have any additional (laughs) words of wisdom that you'd like to share in our parting? I think a lot of it's just for women to remember who they are. And remember anything, listen to that sage voice. And the difference between the sage voice and the critical voice is how do you feel? So at the end of the day, if you're feeling kind of crappy, like blah, 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 that just means you've been listening to that inner critic. So you can silence inner critic, maybe write out and journal some of the fabulous things about you and let the sage woman's voice come out. She's going to remind you who you are, who you really are. And that's what I want for everybody is to remember that it's powerful. It is very powerful. Thank you so much for sharing all the beautiful words of wisdom with us. And for those of you listening, please check the show notes, connect with Perry and 
If you're looking for help with wealth activation, connect with me. We can look at your finances and get them in order. It's not all about just you know, money management. It's also about the mindset and how you feel. Do you want to partner with money? Because having that relationship with money really deepens all of your relationships and it improves your health and your wealth. You get to multiply wealth and leave a beautiful legacy. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show. Give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you want. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.